Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. I'm John Verhoeven, and I was a cop back in Sydney in the 80s. And I'm Paul Verhoeven, John's son. I'm an author, and I wrote two books about Dad's time as a cop. The first five seasons of Loose Units spanned my time in general duties, forensics, my time as a firefighter, and even my stint running a funeral home. But this season, we're visiting the locations of Australia's most notorious, baffling, horrific crimes, and looking at what happened there. From Snowtown to the family, from the Morehouse murders to haunted highways, this season of Loose Units is your go-to guide to the worst crimes in Australian true crime history. Welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Every week, Dad and I sit down and look at a true crime case and try and explore the implications for the area in which it happened. Now, we've not been to New Zealand in the Shadow Files yet, but this week we are taking a trip to New Zealand for a very, very strange case that both Mum and Dad flagged with me a couple of days ago. Dad, where to begin with this? Because it is, it's actually happening right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the original, I'd, I'd heard about it a few weeks ago. Okay. And I thought to myself, as I was lying in a horizontal position. Okay. Um, because some people do sleep in other positions. Name three. Uh, well, there's perpendicular. No, I meant people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. Okay. But, um, so the story intrigued me, putting it mildly. And dearest, dearest fans, listeners, and Paul, I'm conflicted continually about what we do on this show. So... In what respect? Okay. The Loose Units, John Verhoeven, the one that we're all listening to now, and the one, you know, that you and I are opposite each other, Paul. Yeah, of course. Together we do this. I get... And I'm I'm loath to say this, but it's a fact. I get excited Mm -hmm. when I hear something out of the ordinary. Bearing in mind most of what we talk about is out of the ordinary. And I, I, I sort of put the loose units hat on, and I wore that for a few minutes, where I was, you know, thinking <clears throat> about it from a very, you know, the perspective of of the show. It's content. You thought content. this is going to make a really interesting episode, and yeah, I get the same thing. And you kind of catch yourself and feel a bit ghoulish in the process. I, d- I did, right? and then I thought to myself this morning, I mm-hmm. thought, John, I sort of looked at it from the non loose units hat. 
sort of position yeah. and I felt very disturbed okay. uh, about this story we're about to embark on. And then a listener got in touch. One of our diehard listeners uh, wrote to me a few days ago and said, oh, have you and Paul, are you aware of this story? Yeah. And then I contacted you, feverishly started doing some really... It's one of these stories, listeners, that there's actually upon initial one surface look at the story there's not a lot of information out there about this story mm. but then here's the thing when you start delving in we we really come up with a fascinating story and it's very disturbing um and it's sort of related to what I do for a living as well in terms of being an antique dealer mm -hmm. because this situation that we're going to talk about is a story, the circumstances of which I have been involved in up to a certain point yeah, hundreds of times over the last 30 years. Yes, and in fact, you sometimes call me from a location pertinent to this I do. case. Yeah, okay. Okay. And also, and this is something that I looked into. Look, every single show we've ever done, every live show, Paul, yeah, they're at comedy venues, aren't they? Would you agree? Yeah. Even though the subject matter, it's heavy duty. And I said to Christine this morning, you know, Paul and I have managed to do something that I think is very, very unique to loose units as compared to all the other true crime podcasts in that we look at things through a different prism, a different lens. We, If we can, we try to sort of bring out a little bit of humour. And, and you can find, even though it's gallows humour often, and I'd like to sort of start, I'm not sure whether this is the right sort of timing in this story, but oh God. the police said that... They had managed to interview one of the directors of this particular storage company. The police refused, or, or the actual, the directors of this storage company had refused to give their names, okay? Mm -hmm. So what I did, and I'm really pleased I did, I actually went and researched, dug up all the information on this particular company that we're about to talk about, and there it is at the beginning, company directors Steve and Janelle. There they are. And I think that's kind of funny because the media could have actually just gone online and found the names. So it's not sort of confidential. So I thought that was fairly interesting. Um, so to sort of set the scene, mm -hmm. now we've touched about the antiques. So what it is, we all know that, like in America, they've got these shows called The Storage Wars, where yes. you see these people, these often crazed people, mm -hmm. Now, they are not allowed to look inside the contents of a container. They will lift the door and everyone's there and they've got cameras on sticks so they can maybe get the height advantage, trying to get a sense of the mystery behind the wall of boxes in these storage units. Now, how, how all this comes about internationally is that after a period of time, the company that, you know, is sort of storing the items once yeah. they don't receive payment mm -hmm. and th there'd probably be rules in law it might be three months they have to serve so many letters of demand on the owners 
at a certain point, the the company takes possession of the goods within that designated container. Mm-hmm. You have auctions, bidding wars. <coughs> Please cut that out. <coughs> you okay? Oh, sorry, Paul. <coughs> You'll cut this out, won't you? Of course, of course. Oh, <coughs> shit. <coughs> Shall I grab a drink of water? Yes. Has my voice gone funny? Yes. Sorry, mate. Sorry about that. Paul? Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. So, Paul, they have these these bidding wars. Yeah. And the highest bidder... And, and look, it, it's it, there's risk associated. Well, yeah, the basic premise, as I understand it, is you go along to these things and you bid on a storage unit not knowing what's in there and then you get to crack it open and see whether you it's like a it's like a mystery bag it's a mystery right? box yeah yeah it's a yeah. lucky dip mm-hmm. and some people pay thousands of dollars yeah and boy oh boy have i seen some treasures mm. some of the paintings the coin collections sometimes they can make staggering sums or it might be garbage it might just be you know could be just absolute shit but I guess the, I mean, I've seen episodes of true crime, I've seen episodes of crime shows where the big twist is somebody cracks one of these things open and there's evidence of a crime of some sort or some weird historical artifact mm. or, I mean, you you open it hoping there'll be something of significance, but how significant is the storage unit at the center of this story? The, the This case mm-hmm. is both macabre, fascinating, bizarre, has captured international interest mm-hmm. because a family in Auckland, which is the capital of the, well, it's the North Island of New Zealand, yeah. they purchased the contents on at, at sort of an online auction. Now, this is an interesting company. They just have these storage boxes. Have you ever seen those companies that deliver a box out the front of your property? You load everything into the box, you seal it, mm-hmm. a truck comes along, and they store it in a warehouse. Have you ever seen those? Uh, yes, I think I have. Yeah. I think I have. And, and yeah. your sister, Anne, uh, she used that same system. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been into these warehouses in Sydney because I used to, when Anne was overseas, she'd say, hey, Dad, look, I've got such and such in a box. Can you go out? And I'd go out and you had to give them notice because they had to use forklifts because they're stacked. Not dissimilar to in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the very first film. At the very end, you've got those warehouses where they hide the, you know, the the, the covenant, the ark. Yeah, where, the, where they've got top men working on things. Yes, yeah, just and that's sort of the atmosphere. So, sure. this company in New Zealand, they had obviously not been paid for a while. They put the contents, the box, um, the, sort of it's like a, I guess it's a three square meter sort of cube. Mm-hmm. Now they they didn't open it, obviously. They simply, you know, it, it has a registration number. It goes online. And a, and a family in Auckland, they were the successful bidders. So once they've, you know, paid for the, for the box, the company, they then deliver the box unopened mm-hmm. to their private property. Sure. And 
it's August the 11th, which is only, golly, it's only a few weeks ago, Paul. They had the box delivered in sort of to the front of their place and then they opened it up and they're confronted with a with a, a mystery box. They start to, and this is coming from um, statements from neighbours, because people are sort of, there was a, a young guy sort of working on his car on the other side of the road. There were people oh. sort of walking and the neighbours sort of get a sense that, wow, this big box has arrived. The family are really obviously super excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a very exciting thing because who knows what you're going to discover. They start getting the contents out and they're laying them on the, um, the driveway, on the front lawn, and they start pulling out things like prams, you know, walkers, baby walkers, a lot of sort of baby stuff, uh, you know, used for kids, I guess, up until the age of mm, maybe four, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are obviously amongst this entire collection, there are suitcases. Now, they open up one of the suitcases and inside the suitcase is a human body in an advanced state of decomposition, which is something I want to come back to later. Because, anyway, so that's... I don't know whether they had the kids around. I mean, if they had kids, I I can imagine if it was Christina myself in that scenario, we would definitely have had you kids around because she'd be super excited Mm -hmm. having grown up with, you know, parents that love sort of... you know, and And you love a mystery, Paul. Yeah, and what greater mystery than opening up people's suitcases and finding God knows what? God. And I mean, if that's not bad enough to open a suitcase and discover the remains of a human body, what would be worse than finding the remains of one human body, Paul? Problem with this rhetorical question is I know the answer. Mm. So in the second suitcase, yep, which they open, they find another body. Now, I have gleaned from lots and lots of various sort of reports coming in at many, many different angles and many perspectives. The initial consensus from the family was that due to the advanced decomposition, they actually weren't sure how many bodies they had. It is now known there were, in fact, two bodies, but... For the family initially to not know how many bodies, that indicates to me that it would have been, um, it, w- it would have been pretty crook. Okay. Um, and by the way, listeners, as we probably all know, these are not the first cases of. Oh, excuse the pun. These are not the first incidents of um, you know bodies in cases. People do it, and then one has to ask oneself: Is were the bodies dismembered? Were they were they were they cut up to facilitate being able to? Because I'm just trying to think about how on earth you can put a body into a suitcase. I mean, it's hard enough just putting clothes in a suitcase. And then, of course, we come up with who were these people, and 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 more importantly, at this juncture, is how old are the victims? Now it okay, has so been. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say. So, in summary. A people, in summary, people bid on a storage locker. They win it at an auction. They 
get the locker kind of delivered. Mm. They open it up. They find a lot of kids' stuff. And then they find bodies in suitcases. Yep. Yes? Yes. Now, I have to ask, I already know this question, but just for the listeners, how old were the two victims, the two bodies? Okay. <clears throat> they believe yep. that bearing in mind the hypothesis at this juncture is that the bodies were in the bags for at least four years. Oh, jeez. But I'm finding this a bit weird. I'm finding there's a lot of conflicting evidence that I will introduce now. It is believed that it was a male and female aged between five and ten. Mm-hmm. It has been ascertained with fairly sort of considerable certainty that they were both of primary school age. Okay? Okay. One of the problems I have is that, and I have dealt a lot with bodies in various states of decomposition. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I find it problematic. Uh, But we will have some very learned people out there that can get back to us and clarify certain things. But one of the neighbours who's, get ready for this, a pig hunter... He walks past and he says, he's, it's stated in the media, that he could smell, when the suitcases were open, he could smell the most terrible stench. And he likened it. He knew that it was of some, you know, he, he said it smelled like a, a, a rotting animal, as did the people in the Belangolo State Forest, 
remember that the two people that Christine actually works with, yeah, who were, who were in the the military at the time, they thought it was actually a decomposed decomposing rabbit, a rabbit or a kangaroo or something like that. It turned out, of course, to be one of the victims. But so there is a similarity in terms of the odor, but I can't quite fathom. And this is where I would perhaps appreciate some some medical feedback. I mean, four years is a long, long time. I'm thinking, is the body still undergoing putrefaction processes after that long? It just kind of... And wouldn't, if the smell was so bad, wouldn't that smell have sort of seeped out and perhaps someone in the, in the storeroom where they were stored been aware? I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I find it interesting. The uh, the police were very clear when they did their press releases. They said, we reiterate that the occupants of the Moncrief Avenue property, which is where the, uh, the people who won the locker bid brought the uh, contents to open. They said, uh, we reiterate that they are not connected to their deaths. They are understandably distressed by the discovery and they have asked for privacy. We are ensuring there is support in place for them. Yeah, I mean, that would be unbelievably traumatic. But I think what disturbs me the most is, yes, like you said, about three or four years my my question, Dad, is uh, where are the parents of the kids? <clears throat> okay. I mean, when you find when you find uh, deceased children, mm. the first thing you would do is try and reach out and find out whose kids they are. So, what 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 happens then? Well, there's a there's a Korean connection. Okay, they have located uh, or or sourced the identification of the father, who was Korean, okay. naturalized. Uh, you know, had New Zealand citizenship. Yep. They also know that his partner, wife, they were married in New Zealand, both Korean. She had left New Zealand in 2018, which kind of ties in the four-year, you know, that, that it's now 2002-2018, four years ago. But one year prior to 2018, so in 2017, mm-hmm. the father of the two children passed away of cancer he died so then there's that period of approximately 12 months until the wife got on a plane yeah and left new zealand so the police have got all sorts of major major problems here they have to 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 determine the cause of death yeah assuming that, and I don't know this, so this is pure speculation, listeners, but let's assume that the bodies are intact. They were not dismembered. Well, when people say remains, that sounds so vague. I mean, it could be completely intact, could be, like you said, dismembered. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just thinking about dismembering to facilitate easier, um, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah, and you're saying that uh, with children, it would be easier to fit them in, therefore you wouldn't need to. Maybe God, not, but I'm just trying to dark. look. It's, okay. it's just the whole thing is frightening. You know, I whilst we do glaze over these things occasionally, I was drawn to thinking about the the rug that I yeah. found opposite with the maggots. Yep. And I remembered how upsetting just looking at the maggots was. Hmm. And then I started to pull myself back and think, you know what, if if you or any family had have undergone this situation where they'd actually opened up some bags and seen this this 
stuff. I would love to see the photographs to see exactly what, you know, what they were dealing with. You know, the family, understandably, they've left the house. They're basically in hiding mm-hmm. for lots of reasons. Yeah. And they have to recover. And No one thinks they're involved. They're just no, very no. traumatised. Yeah, they're okay. traumatised. So what's happening with the investigation right now? Okay, right. So Interpol have been brought in. Obviously, homicide detectives in New Zealand have been brought yep. on. Yep. Um, they are, and they have reached out to the South Korean police force. Interesting. They, the, the South Koreans, there are a couple of problems with this particular case. So listeners might say, okay, if they establish that the mother is a suspect, mm-hmm. you know, very problematic extraditing people from South Korea to New Zealand. There is a reluctance on the part of the South Korean government to, to extradite. To extradite is a big thing because basically what you're doing is you're... It would be different if the... This is sounding a bit weird saying this, but and it's crazy, but if the woman was not South Korean, there would not be a drama. She'd be deported, but problematic having the dual citizenship because, you know, South Korea... And to a degree, and I'm being a bit controversial here, unlike Australia on some occasions, we don't always look after our citizens. But in this particular case, obviously they want to, you know, they want to, you know, help with the investigation. So what might happen is that homicide detectives from New Zealand may fly to Korea to interview the mother. Yeah. But that doesn't mean... Look, we don't know what happened. Um, I have been speculating i've been thinking about things have you thought about any do you have any ideas paul as to how you think this may have come about i'm trying not to because the the it seems to me too much of a coincidence you know leaving the country around then and the time the the rough time frame for decomposition Mm. that seems like too much of a coincidence but, I mean, obviously the first step is to question the mother. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And, and why, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know the circumstances, but, uh, yeah. you know, looking at this from with a bit of experience and also, you know, the, you know, the, just where I am in, in my, at this stage in my life, I, I, I sort of think to myself, I don't quite understand why, if the mother wanted to go back to Korea, why perhaps she wouldn't bring the children with her. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, it's it's all looking rather sort of. It's, it's super to, sus. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of. But you know, we you can't um, you can't discount the father. No, and and yeah, and you just can't discount a third party. You can't discount um, you know what what happened to the children in terms of. You know, were they still attending school? Were they were they were they being fed? Were they you know were they was there malnutrition? Was there? And this is where the toxicology becomes very important, yet very difficult. Because I've had toxicologists reach out to me and say that you know, in terms of you know the contents, where these you know the essence of perhaps poison can be found, or 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 was it something more sinister? Was it was it strangulation? Was it suffocation? Was it drowning? There are so many. Was it an accident? Was it a double accident? Was it a, you know, we can't discount anything at this stage. But my thoughts go out to the family that discovered the 
terrible, terrible contents. My thoughts go out to the storage company because it's not their fault. You know, they're just doing what storage companies do across the world. And I guess, you know, there are X billion people on this planet. There are there are hundreds of thousands of store facilities. They're very, very popular. I, I use one. I'm at one almost every single day. And I'll tell you what, some of the people that I see going to the storage unit that I use are, are very interesting people. And if you wanted to commit a crime, and this is really interesting, folks, and I've just remembered this little point myself. And people might be saying, but how did they get the bodies to the storage facility? That's not how this company works. They deliver an empty box to your place. You pack it. So the bodies would have been inside the house, packed into the suitcases. The, the, The suitcases, like a lot of suitcases, have got wheels and they would have wheeled them to the box, up the little ramp, tucked them away, backfilled, packed, packed tight the uh, you know the storage box, had it sealed, taken away. Now, as long as that business is in business and you make the payments, this would never ever have come to light. As long as the payments are made, maybe. And this is very, very, from a police perspective, it's very important to find out whether the payments... payments Sorry? Who was making the payments? Yes, yeah. Who was making the payments or had a massive payment been made four years ago? Or was it being paid from Korea? Interesting. Or was it being paid by a relative in New Zealand who eventually thought, you know what, I'm over this. I'm just going to stop paying. If I was to be a I mean it wouldn't be cheap to pay four years storage in advance but let's say that the storage company has some leeway of I'm thinking between three and six months they would accept non-payment until they finally after they've I mean it's a big thing for a company to take the possession of all your goods yeah but imagine if you're a very wealthy art collector you store everything in the art facility uh, sorry, in the storage unit, which just gives you total anonymity. You pass away, you have no known relatives, and then eventually payment stops, storeroom company come in, find out, find this incredible art collection. And there's just no one, it's, and then, you know, they're entitled in, in law, providing they've dotted the I's and crossed the T's, the contents become theirs. Is it too late? Is it too late for a forensics team to figure much out by this point? I mean, is it too late? Look, they've been talking about, you know, CCTV footage. There's no way on earth that a company like that would have four years worth of. It's just not. That's just. It's just. That's not how it works. Okay. Um, Okay. So, yeah, it's it's a fascinating case. And I guess um, down the track, we'll have a little bit more information for. So, what? uh, Yeah. I I was going to ask what happens next. Well, I think it all at, at this stage it appears to hinge on the 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 mother. Yeah. I'm very very curious how they. This is something that I find very interesting is how they identified the human remains. Uh, the father has been deceased now for five years. Mm-hmm. I'm if he was cremated, there's nothing. If um if he was Buried. I mean, I don't think they would have exhumed him, 
my my gut feeling i mean even if they had fingerprints and you know god knows i've taken prints off some pretty decomposed mummified burnt i've I've sort of taken prints as as you know of many many you know different bodies in various states of decomposition yep i'm but then of course with with young children that the fingerprints are tiny that's not a major issue but the real issue is are they on record the answer to that's a, a no uh unless in unless in new zealand they they get a fingerprint when you're born i, I don't know um so then we go to dna now for to do dna they need someone related so are there relatives in New Zealand? Oh, I see. That yeah. are related that they okay. look it's so fascinating. I, I really want to know how who do they you get to identify look who do you get to identify the bodies? I mean God, it's so It's a can of worms, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is just really intense. Now, I'm very curious, Dad, because one of the things we talk about is the effect that crimes have on the locations in which they happened and how the people who then live or work or just reside in and around that area, how that changes their interaction with that place. Now, if you happen to know for a fact that you are using a storage locker and you know what happened in that storage locker... Does that change your interaction with no. that space? I mean, for example, your storage your storage mm. space is mm. you know quite quite roomy, as you've mm. pointed out several yep. times. Yep. If you found out that it was used to store bodies, would that change the way you felt about it? Um, slightly, but not as much as a as a as a dwelling. Okay, a dwelling like where someone has lived is is it's tangible. It's it's personal. It's got rooms. It's got yep. you know they would have showered there, cooked at the. You know, it's to me, it's a different vibe. Whereas, you know, the sterility of a facility is every facility. There are just row upon row, hundreds upon hundreds. They're all exactly the same. They've got the same concrete floor. The same. To me, it's, and I don't know whether the facility would be obliged to tell you what had happened in a particular unit. But I understand this particular facility are also, you know, they're being a bit. I read their, um, they, they have a, like a news section on their website. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I went through all the, all the stories. Of course, they don't mention this, obviously. Well, it's not their fault. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and as you yeah. pointed out. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. But um, no, I don't think that would, would phase me. I really feel so, it's such a waste of life and it's so mm. tragic and strange, but it is just, it's, it's fascinating the amount of times that cases like this pop up in the news and then disappear. But this one is being ran with. A lot of outlets are talking about this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, yeah, I guess thought it would be... So, yeah, what was it that made you want to bring this to the table? Um, well, it's it's across the ditches, we say, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Our, our friends in New Zealand. Uh, yeah. I'd love to do a live show in New Zealand. And, you know, the fact that a listener... Um, brought it up brought it up is interesting and and the storage the, the auction that's you know i've been involved in this many many times fortunately yeah. i've never found a dead body mm-hmm. um but you know I, I once uh bought the contents of a garage and i wasn't allowed to go into the garage and what the family had done cleverly they'd put all the really good stuff at the front and the, the deal was that i have to empty the contents it was a really really big garage in a block of units and I got excited, uh, quoted a lot of money for the contents, and there was this really beautiful 
Scandinavian sort of like a big 18th century cupboard and mm-hmm. that they put it at the front and then we did the deal they leave they give me the keys explain to me that within 48 hours it has to be absolutely spotless and when I opened up the door to the armoire the, the beautiful you know Scandinavian wardrobe that I thought was worth thousands yeah when I opened up the door um, I just could see more and more contents behind it because the back of the cupboard had been burnt the whole back of the cupboard was gone and there were rotten mattresses uh broken glass i had to get not one but two trucks in which cost me an absolute fortune to have everything professionally taken to the tip and i was screwed over so badly right so that's a bad story but i've also had situations where i've you know bought the contents of containers and happy days now, veering away from the extreme tragedy and sadness of this case, we thought we'd let you know, everyone, that uh, we're actually heading back to do our first live show since 2019. Tickets go on sale 10 a.m. today, actually. So at 10 a.m. today, you can head to comedyrepublic.com.au and grab tickets to our show, which is on the 2nd of December at 7 p.m. So tickets go on sale uh, this morning. And if you haven't already headed across to comedyrepublic.com.au to get your tickets, do it because they are going to sell out very, very quick. We sell out every show. Uh, It's a really great Father's Day gift. We'll be selling and signing copies of my second book about Dad, Electric Blue. We are so excited to see you all. Dad's got a bunch of new stories which have surfaced over the past couple of years during COVID that he's been saving for this. So it's going to be a really special show. And we are just so excited to get back on stage and see you all as soon as possible. So comedyrepublic.com.au grab your tickets to our show which is on the 2nd of December at 7pm we can't wait to see you thank you so much everyone for listening to another episode of Loose Units The Shadow Fires, we'll be back at the end of the week with a red hot episode of Loose Units Loose Ends, in the meantime stay safe and we will talk to you then, bye everyone cheerio Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.